Hello? Blog Talk Radio. We're going live. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is August the 7th, 2013. And man, I tell you what, you know, sometimes doing a show um, of any magnitude is often it's, it's laborious. Sometimes it's even, um, I guess it can bring wrinkles to your forehead if I just be honest about it. But today I decided that I was going to do you and me a favor, America. Today, we're going to actually enjoy life. We're going to laugh. I want to give you some stats, some statistics that um, I found very, very interesting. And, and I, I started learning this stuff when I was an undergrad pre-med student at the University of Houston. You know, when you don't get so caught up in your life and you learn to laugh, life is so much better. I mean, it's um, all walking around. I, I was looking at some young guys the other day in the mall, and they they were walking around looking at each other like, man, I'm like, what the hell? It's all this mean mugging. And then, I, I you know, I have um, in my practice, I'm a relationship expert and therapist for families and couples. And people come in my office, and, and it's almost, I almost want to give them a shot of whiskey or call one of my frat and get some of the uh, medicinal marijuana ordered or something. But the truth of it is, is that life just really, even though it is not to be taken lightly, people, it ain't that serious. Life is not that serious. Now, I want to tell you this. If you are breathing, if you're here, that means that you're here for a reason. God chose you, and it wasn't an accident that he chose you. So today, what I want all of us to do is kick back a little bit. We're going to enjoy our show. And um, I, I guess what I I want to thank, I've got some guests that are in the house. Um, Julia, are you there? I am. Okay. Would you, uh, just, who do we have on this show today? That Because I know it's a big surprise for me and probably everybody else. I just I put on the play like I don't know. Who are our guests today? First up, we have Kier Spates, and I will let you do the introduction, and we have a couple surprises waiting for you in the queue. Oh, cool, cool. Well, I can say this much. Chris Spates is one of the funny. I've, I've got um, maybe about five or six comedians that I just really love, and I know three of the five on the show today is one of the funniest guys uh, that I've ever heard in my life. I know when I was um, I was out at this club one night, 
and they had him just come up and take the mic. I mean, this brother just walked up. Uh, I didn't think he was a comedian because comedians typically don't dress that well, but this cat walked up sharp as a tack. I laughed from the time that they said his last name to the time he walked up that stage. So America, the U.K., Australia, Canada, uh, I want to introduce you now to my home here. You there, man? What's up? What's up, D? Oh, sorry, Dr. Ivan. What's happening? Hey, First of all, I thought I was on the wrong show because I didn't know who Yvonne was. That's Yvonne. Hey, oh, you get proper now. Is Yvonne now? That's how we doing it? <laughs> Dr. Hey, Yvonne? How Young? We doing? Oh, okay. What's up, man? How we doing it is I need to get uh, you a ride with you to the bank because, as I understand, I know for a fact, that uh, now there's a dress code just to sit with you. So, man, you, you're a part of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Tell us how that happened, when that happened, and what's it like, man, being with Steve? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I've been uh, coming up on my two-year anniversary, and uh, I played junior on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Wow. So America affectionately calls me junior. And, man, it happened, um, you know, it happened at the point well, you weren't even looking for it to happen. You know, I've been in the game about 13 years, and, you know, you know, 13 years is a long time, and I've just been grinding, grinding, grinding. So back in 2009, I was on tour with Steve. And then last year, year before last, he had his uh, grand finale tour. And, and he said, hey, man, I want to take you out on the road with me for my last go-around. Now, out of all the comedians that he knows, you know, it had to have been heaven sent for him just to say, I want you on every last one of my shows. And as we went on the road, and then he just said, hey, man, I want to give you a job. And he did, you know, and, and that's how it pretty much happened. And, and that's how I became junior on the show. And, you know, man, it's been a it's been a great ride ever since. You know, I mean, I wasn't even expecting it because, you know, like I said, that blessing came out of nowhere. I'm talking about no, totally nowhere. And when he, when, they, when his business partner called me, Rushon McDonald, he said, hey, man, I'm, I'm here to talk to you about your future. You know, and that's what that's what that that how it all came about. You know, when he said those words, man, I just I just cried because I couldn't believe it. You know, but I'm enjoying it now. I got a hold of it now. Hey, I want to ask you because. You know, behind the jokes and behind the comedy, uh, there's always a lot of tragedy or uh, things that make people um, take the comedy route because basically all the things they wanted to say uh, to and about life they probably couldn't in any other venue other comedy. What's your story? Where did um, – I know it's a gift because, uh, you know, I, I know guys like you, Sean Harris, uh, um you know, just a lot of boys are, like, at the top of the game in comedy, and I know all of you guys at a personal level. So what is your story? What what led you down this path, man? You know, I, you know, I went to college, man, and, and, and basically what it boiled down to is was you've been hearing what your gift is pretty much probably all your life. Maybe, maybe, you, you, maybe you're good with people, you may be good with kids, or you – work well with cars, and then you're not in that field. Well, for me, it was always, man, you you just hilarious. Now, where do you get that from? Or where does that come from? Or how do you get that insight? Or how do you get to that idea? And, you know, and it's something that you've been doing pretty much all your life. So the thing about it was I was doing some things that I just was not happy. 
you know, I just was not happy. And it all came out when I went to this comedy club called Just Choking. And for some reason, I just felt like I belonged there. The people, the comics that I was talking to, the comedians that I was talking to, I just felt like I belonged there. And then, you know, on a dare, you know, I went on that stage. And it didn't work out the first time. I mean, it it really (laughs) does. I mean, trust me. It didn't work out. What happened? Uh, wait, so, wait, wait. I did some jokes at that, man. What so, the first time I got booed see? so bad by a brother in the audience that I was on stage listening like he wasn't talking about me. You, you ever seen that? You ever see that? I'm standing there. Everything he's saying, I'm laughing. I had to catch myself because, hey, he's talking about me. You know, but <laughs> that was all the motivation that I needed. It was not what happened at that moment, but it was what I was going to do after that. And right after that, I went home and got some jokes real fast because I ain't like that feeling. It wasn't going to happen again. But I was at peace. Finally, I was at peace. And I did not realize at that time that I was making a life decision. So that's what you got to understand about com- comedians, that when you get into this and you say, yeah, I want to be a comedian, hey, you making a life decision. You got to ride it out. My family wasn't happy with it. I had some friends thought I was crazy. My, you should have heard me. I was sitting at the table. My mom and daddy, when I told them that I was going to do comedy, they swore they didn't know whose child they were. Whose boy is this? This, this ain't this ain't the son we raised. Uh, and they told my grandmother. The whole news spread through the family, like, within a day. And then my grandmother just had jokes every time. She saw me. like, how much we make this week, Mr. Comedian? Said, Here come the comedian. And then, you know, but that didn't deter me. Though. So that's why I stayed wow. with it, man. I just stayed with it. Okay, I got to ask another question because I've got a show with uh, with a bunch of friends really on the air today. But man, working with Steve Harvey, there is uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into doing a national show because this is a national okay. show, and I know if it wasn't for Julia, I would be up a creek. I mean, I would literally be up a creek without having my producer. What is it that has been the most challenging aspect of having to be funny every day, something that you didn't say before? Um, the, the the challenge of it is, you know, working with such a, a, a like we call, like we like to call Uncle Steve, well, I call him Uncle Steve, yeah, but we like to call Mr. Harvey, you know, our fearless leader because he sets a president every day that, hey, this is what we going to do. We It is a must. You ever had something that had to be a must? That's how it is. Mm-hmm. It's a must that we be funny to help the people that's out there listening. See, our thing is motivation, uplift. That's the only thing. About we, ain't, we, ain't the, we ain't the show for negativity, bringing people down. It's about motivation and uplift. That's all we try to do. And then it's about as much ignorance as we can fit into four hours. <laughs> we, that's that's how this show rolls. When you tune in to the Steve Hart Morning Show, that's what you're going to get. We're going to uplift you. We're going to motivate you. But right after that, this is about whatever joke we can find. And that is how we do it, man. We ain't no script. We ain't got no script. We sit there and talk about it. Oh, in the all break. of this content you guys come up with is just like you. And is nephew still on that show with you guys? Yeah, nephew Tommy. Yeah, nephew Tommy's still on the show. Oh, oh. Yeah, man. We we sit up there, so, man, and we talk about the content during the break. We just we sit up there. We figure out what it is that we want to say, and how we gonna say it, or what we gonna do. 
and and man, it's, it that's just the magic of it. You know, that's how we do it. Wow. Hey, speaking of going to break, got to go to break in about uh, 30 seconds. So I just want to say this to the listening audience. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We have a lineup for you today. We're talking about not taking yourself so serious. You know, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite saying is, God, I, if you chose me, now I know you have a sense of humor. This conversation with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back. I already know if I don't ask this 
but I'll get it in because I'm going to be over here tripping. Man, first, uh, just on a real serious note, uh, I want to dedicate today's program to your dad. I know that your father passed away a couple of years ago. I think it was just today, uh, a couple yep. of years ago. And uh, I have all know what it's like to have both my parents gone and losing your best friend and your dad is, is a hard thing. So we're dedicating this show to your pops, too. Um, oh, appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Um, no problem. One thing I, I want to hear that, though, is you have produced more comedy than a lot of brothers that I've seen, and, and it's a real special gift when you can be behind the stage and backstage as well as in the box office and then come to the stage and do your do your thing. Man, how did you get where you were tapping into all of those skill sets and balancing the, all those hats? Well, you know, I've been doing this going on 18 years myself. Um, you know, everything that I've accomplished, I did on my own. You know, I'm not saying I don't need a manager, but I never had one. I figured to myself, well, until I find a person that can do more for me than I can do for myself, then I'm my own manager. But, you know, I started getting, you know, a lot of Jackie promoter situations. I know Kira knows about these. You know, it's like I want to be the man that's going to pay everybody. You know, this is my show. I'm going to promote the show well. I'm going to promote myself well, the comedians well. And just I don't want anybody to ever have an issue when it comes to getting paid for what they've done. You know what I'm saying? There's not one comedian that you can find in the United States that I put on stage that has a problem with me with money. Everybody get their bread. What we discuss is paid whether if I win or lose. If I have two people in the audience, I'm going to still pay you what I told you I'm going to give you. But there's other promoters that hit you with the, oh, man, let me holler at you after the show. You know, and I'm like, I ain't trying to holler. You got everything you want. They got liquor, they got women, they got weed, everything but your money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say that. Man. They got liquor, they got weed, everything but your Everything but your money. You know, that's I'm not, I can get my own liquor, I can get my own women. Give me my bread. So I I, I really Mm -hmm. wanted to, to just put it out there for myself, for people that have to deal with people like that, to know that whenever you're dealing with me, you ain't going to have that problem, man. I'm going to give you a bread whether if I win or lose. Let me ask you this, Sean. Speaking of the business side of comedy, um, most comedians sooner or later leave the stage for the big screen or even uh, the television screen uh, doing television. You're on both. I mean, I've seen you in, I know, at least five movies uh, or more. I've also seen you on several television shows, national shows, regional shows. I've seen you on HBO. What what I want to ask you, man, is how does that happen? How do you go from being uh, a guy that started out like Kier? Like, I I remember Kier and I sitting, you know, in a low place in Houston. Uh, You know, we just sitting back having cocktails and, about, you know, where we want things to go. And and about the same time that my book became a bestseller, he bumped up and went national. So 
the next level for a guy like me or like here is what is going to the big screen, going to the silver screen. So how does that happen? Do you have is it a thing where it's all who you know, or you just go ahead and start producing the stuff, or you get in where you fit in? I mean, how did you how did you make it happen and make it happen to such a degree that you are making uh, film out? Well, uh, I can say it's 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 a lot of. It's, it's some of who you know, true indeed, because some people that if they know you, they'll just reach out to you to do this, you know, but then there's other processes like auditioning. I had to audition like everybody else, you know, even to get on Comic View, I had to audition this 45 comics up there, you know, I just had to do my part when it was my turn. So, you know, it, it, a lot of the things that I've done, and again, all this all changes whenever you decided to put money into yourself. You know, I'll be the first to admit, when my father passed two years ago, you know, he left me cool. Me and my mom, he made sure that my mom didn't want for nothing for the rest of her life, and she's still alive now. She suffers with Alzheimer's disease, but I'm taking care of her. So I figured I'd take some of that money and put it into myself. This is why I produce squatters. You know, I made a budget, shot the movie. Squatters is about my life. Uh, my transition from working at FedEx to being a comedian, how I moved from New York to Los Angeles, and the stuff I had to go through when I didn't have no bread, and I was squatting in people's houses. And I really did that. I mean, I, <laughs> man, I actually did that. Story, dude. <laughs> no, come on, man. It's really a true story for real. That's a true story, bro. Everything, dude, when I went out there to L.A., you know, I had a job at a telemarketing company. I was doing comedy at night, but I couldn't afford really rent. I was staying with friends here, friend there, and I wear my welcome out, you know, by walking around the kitchen naked. So I had to go and find my own spot. <laughs> and my boys, they was up on the squatting game. It was big in L.A. back in 1999. It was huge. You just find a vacant house, change the locks, turn the lights on in your name, and it's your house. And in L.A., it's a process. They can't just throw you out. You have to go through the eviction process, which can take up to nine months. So you got a house nine months rent-free. I did that, and I'll be the first to admit it. I've done it. And um, saved my bread so I could buy my own spot. I did this for like three years. <laughs> Man, I just want to put this out there to my audience, especially to those cities like Detroit and Mississippi and even Texas where they allow somebody to stand your, or we know in Florida, we are, they allow you to stand your ground. Don't y'all go squatting in these people's house and wind up looking like Swiss cheese. And what that means for those of you that are listening to my show that don't speak Ebonics, somebody's going to put a bit dead in your booty if you probably go and take their property. But for some reason, God loved so much you got away with it. But i got to ask another question. I've watched uh, some black filmmakers like Greg Carter, Steve Drayton, um, you know, several other brothers that I'm probably just not mentioning right now take the black comedy and in the most serious of works, they have created almost a new satirical form of comedy. What I want to ask, uh, I guess, and this is to both of you guys, because the next guest we're going to be talking about Christian comedy, which is a whole other thing. But And, the, and what I've seen in film and uh, on the television screen is almost a mutated form of black comedy that is, uh, you see it on the TV show, The Game, on BET, 
the Wayans really bought it out when they started talking about uh, handy. Uh, Dwayne Damon Wayans was doing handyman to handicap Avenger and all of these, and that making fun of homelessness and you know, the boy out that's always holding his book uh, box together with boogers and all this. What is going on with comedy now, Wood? And and I'd like for uh, Kier to take this question, and then Yuan, have we come up with what's? Have we changed what's funny in America? Is it the same thing? We're just doing the New Jack version of it. Um, I me personally, I think, and what it has what it, what it would, and first of all, we just have to understand what the formula of comedy is. You know, that's the yeah. first thing: the understanding of what it is. And the most thing that we laugh at are a lot of tragedies that happen in our life. You know, comedy is nothing but tragedy in reverse. You know, like, you know, like, I've, I I try to evolve best I can because I can't speak for what Damon and them were doing, but they were doing what I felt what was best for them at that time. You know, like when you talk about, you know, handyman and the homeless guy and all that, all that type of stuff, but... You know, for me, you know, I try to laugh at a lot of the situations that I have been through. So, like, you know, I do a joke about, you know, my grandmother on life support. You know, hey, you know, it, it, it comes from a, uh, it comes from, you know, a, a serious situation. But in that situation, though, you know, we try to find the humor in that. You know, so that's how I go about doing it, and. Whether it's changed or not, it's not going to be changing. I mean, comedy has been around for so long, uh, for a long time. So, therefore, there ain't really too many other subjects out there you you gonna find. There ain't really too many. So that's okay, let me I stop look you at. real quick before Sean takes the back end of this question. Give us just about a minute and a half of that routine about your grandmother on life support. Oh yeah. See what happened was see. You got to realize back in you know you know life support you know back in the back in the eighties you know you could be on life support two three years you know what I'm saying you you had time to be on life support but you can't do that now because with the way the economy is and we ain't got that kind of money we realized it was fifteen hundred dollars a day to keep somebody breathing that's ten thousand five hundred dollars a week that's forty two thousand dollars a month if you can't breathe on your own it's time to go okay we had to let my grandma go this morning. Hey, hey, it's your time. All my life you've been telling me to trust in the Lord, believe in the Lord, put your hand on It's your turn, so now it ain't true now? Huh, you you leaving today. Yeah, you, you, you leaving. Hey, bring the pastor on in here. They said we let her go before 3.30. We're going to prorate it. We want some of this money back. She got to go. Now, you know, we in the room and everything. We walk in the room. Now she trying to sit up like she healthy. She trying to stay. Now she want to clap. Now you weren't sitting up last week when we came in here. You you was almost dead last week. Now you're leaving today. <laughs> you know, she get to talking, arguing. I'm paying the bill. I said, pull the plug. I got to take this. Pull this plug. Pull the plug. Plug, plug it back up. Let me ask her something. Who you leaving this house with? <laughs> you ain't gone yet. <laughs> so that's, that's how I take a situation like that and find human. And it is a true backstory to it. But you just have to take it and just find a funny situation that everybody can relate to. Everybody know they ain't got the kind of money to keep somebody here. That's funny. Lord, man, that was, that's funny. Okay, Sean, take this question, and then uh, in about four minutes we're going to break. But take this question. Sean, has comedy reinvent, had to be reinvented, or has it just mutated because society is mutated? You know what? That's 
question a little bit over my league. I didn't graduate but 12th grade, so I don't really know what you're asking me, but I'm just joking. Um, you know what? Comedy to me, man, I don't know. It's it's still the same in certain ways, but then you got a lot of brothers out there that's wearing dresses now and acting like women, and I can't get with that. You know, I don't think that that's funny. I never did. I, I thought Shanae was funny, true indeed. But, um, you know, to me, like Kier was saying, it's the tragedy that we turn into comedy. My situation is my mother. My mother has Alzheimer's disease. That's nothing funny, but she do some funny shit. So I, I got to talk about it. You know, it, it, like I, it gets so frustrating that that's my therapy when I'm on stage and I talk about my mom and the stuff that she does and people laugh at it because you have to laugh to keep from crying. You know what I mean? This is my mother. I'm her only child. I got to take care of this woman who doesn't even remember what happened five minutes ago. And she repeats herself constantly over and over and over. She'll say the same thing over and over and over. True story. I was taking her to uh, San Antonio to visit my uncle, her brother. He has it too. He has Alzheimer's as well. We're driving in the car. That's a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Houston. I swear to you, on that ride, she asked me the same question at least a hundred times until I got frustrated. I said, Sean, where are we going? I said, we're going to San Antonio to see Uncle Bill. She said, oh, okay. Five seconds later, where are you saying we're going? Mom, we're going to San Antonio to see Uncle Will. Oh, okay. Hmm. I sure like to know where we're going. Ma, we're going to San Antonio to see Uncle Will. So after about the 16th time, I got frustrated. Where are we going, Sean? We're going to James Brown house, goddammit. <laughs> I said, the Godfather of Soul. She said, oh, okay. <laughs> that was the end of that. But then I, what I do is in, a, in that same ride, I would mention people's names that I know she does not know to hear what she going to say. Like I say, my, whatever happened to Little Wayne? She said, who? I said, Wheezy. She be oh, from the Jeffersons? I was like, no, <laughs> your own hairdresser. She was like, oh, I don't mess with him no more. He burnt the back of my neck one time. I'm tired of that. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know, that type of shit. And I just do that all the time. because It's like if I don't play with her like that, then I have to deal with the reality that this woman really doesn't even know who I am. That means so. Wow. A tragic- that, that's really a deep thing. So, so basically it goes back to that old premise that as a comedian, even though we're talking about things that are funny, what they come from ain't funny at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because on when I'm not on that stage, it's reality. You know, I got to go up to a nursing home and sit with this person. As soon as I leave out the door, she don't even remember me being there. This is my mother. My mother was not like that. My mom was a strong, ass-whooping mama. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm cook, cook the best fried chicken you ever eat in your life, you know, and, and, and just a strong, strong woman. But now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's she's still here. Now she ain't on the she ain't on the on the machine yet. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is, man. Tragedy. Wow. Falling down the stage. Hey, I'm gonna go to break. My producers are hitting me, Sean. We're gonna be right back with Kier Spades and Sean Harris. You're listening to conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. If you want to get in on the station. And if we can get the time to take your call, hit us at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. We're going to come back and we're going to be talking about 
does God have a sense of humor? One of the funniest men in America, a comic. We'll be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne. Wow. <laughs> Man, I gotta ask this question real quick then. I 
and there's another, and I'm not going to say this brother's name, uh, but if you figure it out, that's on you. The dude's got a radio show. He On radio, he's actually funny, but I don't find honey, and like Sean said, putting on a dress and playing that role. The only mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen you put on was Bishop Secular, which had me <laughs> laughing my ass off in church because when I saw you do this, I never will forget it. You know, I'm at uh, our church is St. John's downtown in Houston, and right. everybody there from B2K to Kelly Rowland to Beyonce. So Marcus gets on on the stage with the Bishop Secular and acting like he's parking the space shuttle. And that was funny as hell. Where did you get the material from? And more than anything else, man, what are you thinking about delivering? Um, well, Bishop Secular, it just kind of came from a part, you know, by me growing up a, a preacher's kid and a preacher's grandkid and a preacher's great-grandkid. Um, when I was growing up, being a preacher did not look good, you know, my dad had a Cadillac. Grandfather had a Cadillac. That was the only car. Uh, they did not have staff, so my dad, he would have to go to the hospital, pray for the sick people, go to the sick and the shut-in home, pray for them, go to the convalescent home, pray for them. So he come home, he tired, him and my mama arguing. He ain't made no money, been gone all day, kind of like James Evans. And it just didn't look good. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. So I, I, I didn't want to be no, I didn't want to be no pastor, no preacher, no pastor. But then, as I as as I got older, and these mega churches started popping up everywhere, being a preacher now looked good. Preachers today look like entertainers, you know, uh, athletes, dope dealers. I mean, you know, they look good. I mean, they got bands, they got jets, they got helicopters. And so, when I came up with the character Bishop Secular, I was just kind of magnifying uh, how the preachers look today. Now. When I say that, I don't. I'm not downing them because that's a good thing that they looking good. I'm just saying it's just a, it was a new look from how I grew up. How I grew up being a preacher looked depressing, looked like they was always suffering. But now, you know, they out here riding around getting it, and so that's where Bishop Secular came from, you know. And uh, well, I got a question mm-hmm. for you. Have you been done something in a faith-based environment where they had no clue what you were getting ready to do, and everybody in the pew was laughing, but nobody in the pulpit was smiling? Oh yeah, all the time. Because um, you know now the thing what they do with this reason why I guess they would call me a Christian comedian is because a lot of times now when I'm on stage. Uh, I'm delivering jokes, but the jokes, they kind of what people would say minister to some people. Like some people, man, I needed to hear this. Like if I get up and talk about marriage in a funny way, but now there were some folks that was married out there that's kind of like looking at things differently now, and they might say, oh, man, you blessed us tonight, or you helped me tonight telling that story about you and your wife. Well, you know, now, you know, some of the pastors, they don't, they're like, hey, man, he ain't no preacher, he ain't scripture. You know, and I ain't never trying to be a preacher. You know, I just know my audience. And so, you know, so you're right. Some of them, they don't like that, man. They don't want you. They don't want you in front of their people, you know, tainting them. Well, one thing I want to do right now, I would like to give, you know, having us on the show is really a gift from God. I would like 
for each one of you guys to give us like three to four minutes of some of your stuff, and starting with you, Marcus, because I want people to know that God has a sense of humor. I know he had one when he created it, but that proved it. But the I, I would like for, if you don't mind, can you give us about three or four minutes of whatever you want to do, and then I'm going to ask right after you finish, uh, you know, Sean, follow that up, and then Cheer, follow that up, and, and when we get close to wrapping uh, I'd like for each one of you guys to give out where you're going to be, how people can contact you, and what your websites are, if you don't mind, starting with you, Marcus. Well, first of all, uh, Doc, um, normally this comes with a check. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to see. It's hard for me to find material without a check. But what I will elaborate <laughs> on is <laughs> what, I, what I will elaborate on is the Christian comedian thing. You know, I tell people all the time, when they call me Christian comedian, you know, they almost try to make it seem like I'm better than other comedians. I'm not talking about better as in funnier. I'm talking about like I live better or something than other comedians because I'm a Christian comedian. Christian comedian don't mean uh, I'm better. Now, I know better, but, I, you know, don't, it, it, don't, it don't make you better. And I, what I noticed, Doc, people will put Christian on my occupation, but they don't put it on theirs, okay? Mm-hmm. I go to church, and I'm a comedian, so they call me Christian comedian. But as other people go to church, I mean, like you, you're a doctor. You ain't no Christian doctor, okay? There ain't no Christian, <laughs> it, it ain't no Christian. It ain't no Christian pest control company, you know? Well, we only kill save roaches. You know, it's the unsaved roaches that we need. Yeah, and so, so you know, it's just man, it's just one of them things where, you know, I'm just, I'm just a comedian, man. I'm having to be Christian. That's my background. That's my foundation. Just like pretty much all other comedians, you know. So don't bring me up special. Treat me the same way, you know. Treat me the wow. same way. And so that's it. There's meat on that bone. Uh, just so, because uh, I want to do this efficiently, Marcus, how can somebody, if they want to book you or get in contact with you or just call you, give us all the contact information and especially where you're going to be appearing next? Uh, you can hit me on my website and get all information, and you just it's just my name, MarcusDWiley.com, MarcusDWiley.com, and uh, you know, got my list of my shows right now. I'm actually I'm in D.C. Got a show tonight, and I'm in Delaware tomorrow. Uh, I'm in Philly Friday and North Carolina Saturday. So I told y'all these churches we want they they, they got money. So I'm, that's where I'm at. MarcusDWater.com. Check me out. Thanks for coming on the show, dude. I love you, man. And I say too. I'll see you at St. John's in the very near future. Definitely. All right. All right, fellas. I'll holler at y'all. Hey, why right. don't you be up, boy? Okay. Uh, okay, Sean, same thing, yeah. man. Can you give us about three or four minutes of give uh, America and the rest of the world about three, four minutes of Sean Harris and follow that up where they can reach you, how they can contact you and the like? Okay. Well, uh, Marcus was mentioning something about roaches. You know, I, I got a problem with roaches. I, I'm not t- afraid to admit that I don't like the motherfuckers, and they don't like me. <laughs> uh, we'll believe that later. 
I'm sorry. You know, I thought this was internet radio. You're supposed to be able to cut. Like, this ain't serious XL? Good on you, baby. We can nah, 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 do oh, like, oh. you, man. Real talk. <laughs> This past uh, 4th of July, man, you ever got invited to somebody's house that was nasty, but you didn't expect to be nasty when you got in there? My homeboy, I got a friend of mine, he stayed clean in the streets, car smelling good, always got on nice clothes. So he invited me to his house for this barbecue. I didn't expect to be welcomed with roaches. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, he got the type of house that's so nasty that you don't even want to sit on no furniture. He's going to stand up the whole time you're over there. And then um, the problem with him is, just tell me you got roaches before I get over there. This way I know to shake my clothes out before I get in my car and go home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't ignore the roaches and don't try to hide them. Brothers always want to hide or put the roach on something else, like, oh, that's a water roach or that's a tree roach. Be like, nigga, you ain't got no tree in your kitchen, but it's a lot of roaches in here, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> You ain't got no lick in your living room. <laughs> the roaches walking two by two like they're going on Noah's Ark. I promise you. I mean, they're holding. <laughs> and, I mean, he got this little dog, man. This little dog is called a Shih Tzu. And that's exactly what that dog does all over the house. I mean, we was playing Madden one day. True story. The dog squatted in front of the TV set and did his business. And I said, hey, man, your dog is over there. You want to take it outside? He said, oh, man, I'll get there later. But the, when you go to this new house, the first thing he tell you is take your shoes off before you walk in here. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You want me to take my shoes off and step in dog? Shit, man. <laughs> so you go to, you go to use his bathroom, he'll never flush the toilet. So you always got some shit in the toilet waiting on you when you get ready to use the bathroom. Now you got to flush his stuff down first before you can use it. You know what I'm saying? This is nasty house. Dirty drawers in the sink. I mean, just do it. But like in I said, when you walk out in the house, clean. Just look like you look like care on stage. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's you it, are. That's it. But yeah, you can reach hey, me, man. Uh, I got a lot of shots. Where can we get in contact with you and buy your? Wait, hang on, because with you there's a longer commercial, bro. Uh, DVDs. You're you're in movies. You're in a lot of films by some very creative filmmakers, including yourself, and you've got a tour schedule. So let's start with A, B, and C. Where can we pick you up on Redbox and on Netflix? What's what's the newest movies you're in? Right now is that movie Squatters is in Redbox. Uh, That movie Rent-A-Car that I was in, that's the Netflix and Amazon.com. You can pick it up there. Um, as far as shows, you know, I, I got a lot of, I do a lot of road stuff. So, next, my next thing coming up is in North Carolina. Matter of fact, uh, Marcus said he's gonna be in North Carolina. I got North Carolina coming up. I got Phoenix, Arizona coming up. Los Angeles, I'll be there from September 6th to the 13th. Uh, I'm actually, again, transitioning my family to Atlanta, October 1st. So I'm sure I'll be doing Uptown Punchline. Improv, you know, same grind in Atlanta as it is everywhere else. Um, website is www.seanharrisworld.com and spell S H A W N, not S E A N. That's Jamaican. See? 
Then, um, of course, Twitter is at Laugh Sean Harris. Facebook is BT Comedian Sean Harris. Instagram, Comedian Sean Harris. You can find me. I'm out there. I can't hide from nobody. Wow. Hey, man, Sean, again, uh, just in honor of your father, we're dedicating this show to your dad today. I'm praying for your mom, and I know that dealing with Alzheimer's is one hell of a thing. Uh, your friend, I love you, man. Thanks for always Thank looking you, me man. up at the improv, and, you know, thanks for being on my show today, dude. Man, no problem. And Kier, like I said, when I'm coming down there, man, I'm gonna be hollering at you when I get down hey, hit there. Hit me up, bro. I got you. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be your junior. Damn it. Hey, man, come on, though. <laughs> come All on, right. though. You ready for this grind? Yeah. Come on. Yes, sir. All right, let's go. I'll let y'all. All right, now, now, Kier, I want you to do the grand finale as usual. Can you honor us with, you know, about uh, you got about four or five minutes if you want to take it up some Kier Space original, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is off just like all of my guests, uh, there's no way you could sit in a room with these guys for 10 minutes without having tears coming out your eyes and be gasping for breath. So, Kier, could you uh, do the encore for us? And uh, after you wrap, we want to get that contact and Twitter information on YouTube. All right. Well, you know what? Let me just say this, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I appreciate it, brother. It is truly an honor, man, to, to always sit down and, and, and talk with you. Uh, it, is, it is always a pleasure, Doc. I'm so proud of you, man, because, you know, we know them conversations we had outside. And, man, those, those conversations really meant something to me. just want you to know that before I get started. Got to get that out the way because right now I think the question was, Julia and Doc, Doc that does God have a sense of humor? Uh, yes, he does. Uh, he has a great sense of humor because I know because he puts me in some situations that I can't even believe that I'm in. For instance, <laughs> two weeks ago, I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? And um, I'm in Chattanooga, and it's just a great day. You ever had a day where just everything going right? You ever had that day? Yeah, definitely. You know, like everything. I mean, people are speaking to me. I'm speaking back. You know, they. I mean, it's just like one of them days the sun's shining. I mean, the birds are chirping. It's a great day, and I'm enjoying it. You know, I want to bring some of the same joy into my life. But what I did not know is that the Lord upstairs told Jesus, watch this when this boy walked into the Walmart. Had no idea what that was. <laughs> I knew he got sense here because he put me in the wrong Situation and they was up there dying laughing because I walk in, the greeter at the door says, "How you doing, sir?" I said, "I am doing fine, ma'am." I she said, "It's nice to see you today. You got your smile." I said, "You have one on." And then I go and I see a lady as I go into the store. She's in the women's department. I walk over there because she had a glow about herself. She just was over there shopping, and I want to bring the same magic to this same woman. Now, I walk over to her, and I swear to you, Dee, I swear, Julia, all I said was, hi, ma'am, when is the baby due? She said, oh. bleepity bleep, I ain't pregnant. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Ah, golly, now I'm stuck over here with the lady in the women's department. Now, I done picked up a blouse and looked at both sides of it. I ain't even looking for that. Okay, I didn't know how to get out of this situation. Now, it's another lady who's dropped all her grapes laughing at me. 
because I'm stuck over here with the woman. I don't even know how to get out the situation. So I'm sitting over here. She's on the other side of the rack, still cussing me out. I can't believe that so-and-so <laughs> said I was pregnant. I don't look pregnant. Well, yes, you did, because you had all the signs. Hell, you had all the signs. You look like you I wouldn't say it if I didn't think so. Okay, I mean, I walked over there. You was glowing. That's a sign. You you was glowing. You had the glow about you. Okay, your 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 finger swole. Huh? Is your finger not swole? Okay, her ankles was falling all out the shoe. Okay, water looked like it was gonna break at any moment. How did I not know? Now I had to call myself from over there. I didn't even have. Everybody saw me walk in by myself, Julia. I just opened up and said, "Huh? Here I come." Cause that's the only way I can leave. <laughs> you ever just, just, I just, everybody know I came in here by myself. I just said, huh? Here I come. They look around. I call myself to pottery. Now I'm over here looking at flowers because I done messed up. Told this woman she pregnant. The Lord them up there. Peter, Peter up there. He done closed the book. He all on the ground. The lion, Daniel and the lion laughing together. Cause I swore. Y'all got swore. I swore, I swore this woman was pregnant. There was no doubt in my mind. Now, one of the signs I should have saw was how fast she was walking with the weight. That was probably good, a good sign. She probably, Pregnant people don't walk that fast. She like she was used to it. So, yes, he has a sense of humor. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know the sad part, and I actually believe that probably happened. No, it ain't no doubt. I'm not, I can't make this up. God don't give me stuff to make up. I I give you another situation. <laughs> I got a feeling this year, this school, you know, school about to start back up. <laughs> I got a feeling this year my nephew going to be held back. <laughs> Ain't no doubt in my mind he is not going to be going past the sixth grade. It's it's impossible. Uh, have you seen the school supply list they asking for? The school supply list he got. Is the same one over at Howard University. Oh yeah, he's in trouble. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, first of all, the items on the list let me know he gonna get held back. You know, I'm thinking when I got the school supply list, I'm going to get some Elmer's glue. You know, a ruler. You know, you know, a backpack with a Batman on it. You know, big chief tablet. No, no, <laughs> he need a dorm room. This is what he need. This, the first item on the list said he's got to have an iPad. Who? Him? He 12. This is the same boy don't brush his teeth. This same boy has trouble ironing. He need an iPad. Hell, I'm 35. I just got mine. How the hell he get one first day? Ain't nowhere in the world he finna get. He might, y'all might well go ahead and get ready. I got my speech together. He about to get hell back. Seven hundred dollars for a for a twelve year old. This boy put soda in milk. Okay, who in the hell finna get him an iPad? <laughs> on top of that, on top of that, I went and looked into a private school. Private school told me that it's a great school. We we do amazing work here. But then they gonna tell me it's two thousand dollars per semester for his tuition. Who 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 wishing? Who wishing? I wish I would. Wish I wish I would. I wish I would. What the Make a Wish Foundation got to get, got to do with him going to school? That's what I need to know. Two thousand dollars per semester. This boy here's about to be held back. I don't care. We ain't talked about school clothes. This boy's gonna get held back. So if you wanna find me and more of this ignorant stuff that I be doing. 
This weekend <laughs> we'll be in Vegas uh, uh, for the Neighborhood Awards. We'll be in Vegas for the Neighborhood Awards. My website is JuniorOnTheRadio.com. That's JuniorOnTheRadio.com. And I will be performing next in Vegas this weekend and then two weeks after that, August 23rd, 24th, 25th, at the Funny Bone Comedy Club in Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's the Funny Bone Comedy Club in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm looking for all the Dr. Ivan Young fans to come on out, man, and have a good time with me. And also, can I add, can I add this here before I go? Because this is something that's very important sure. to me. Uh I am the national ambassador for the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America. I have sickle cell. This is something that September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, and we will be doing a, a, a textathon that month to raise money for research to improve the quality of life for kids and adults with sickle cell. And um, I will be in a bowl-a-thon um, uh, September 21st, in Atlanta, Georgia, and I will also be at the D.C. Walk September 14th. And, man, it it would mean so much if y'all could go to Facebook and like the page Rise Above Campaign. It would really mean a lot to me if you could just like that page because that will help spread the news that there are people out here who are concerned with kids with sickle cell. It's one of the most horrific diseases that you have to suffer with, you know, and I think that's where a lot of my humor comes from, man, because I've seen enough pain. Wow, wow. Well, I just want to say this, Kia, man, I love you. Uh, not only are you one of my favorite comedians, you're one of my dearest friends, like a little brother to me, so keep doing what you do and changing the world. America, I just want to say this to you. We have a life that is so much better than a lot of people. You know, we complain about the silliest of things like uh, our shirt, a handbag, or a pair of shoes, when, in fact, some people don't have a pair of shoes. They damn sure don't have a shirt, and if they do have a handbag, they don't have anything to put in it. So I want to remind you to not take life nor yourself so serious. It doesn't mean that you should look at your life and think that it's something less than, because if you're here, and I want you to hear this, If you are here, you're here for a reason. God loves you. I love you. I appreciate you guys uh, taking a moment to spend your uh, lunchtime with us today. Don't forget, on Sunday night at 7.30, Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young will be right back at you. And as I always tell you, if you cannot find someone to love you, love yourself, because can't nobody love you like you. You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. Devon Young, and I will talk to you on Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 8.30 Eastern, and 5.30 Pacific. Have an awesome